Welcome to the Careers, Employability and Skills podcast from Queen's University, Belfast. This episode was recorded during GradFest 2021 featuring Queen's Law graduate Connor Houston, the director at Houston Solutions Limited, who will be sharing with us how Queen's is a passport to access countless opportunities out there. Hello, my name is Connor Houston. Uh, I am director of my own company, Houston Solutions Limited. Uh, and I'm also chairman of a number of different organisations, including the Federation of Small Businesses here in Northern Ireland, uh, One Young World 2023 Belfast, and uh, also of Fleming Fulton Special School. I'm also very privileged to be one of the governor and trustees of the Irish Times Media Group, uh, as well as holding a number of other um, voluntary roles uh, in various uh, sectors across Northern Ireland. Uh, I am a solicitor by trade, although I'm not currently uh, practicing. I left practice in 2015. And I wanted to share with you today, as part of GradFest, my career journey. Um, I'm often reminded uh, of Seamus Heaney's famous line when he talked about uh, the original centre. And I think as I reflected uh, on making this video today, Queen's University very much is for me my original centre. Uh, it's where I formed my passion for law, which was the career I practised in uh, for almost 10 years. But it also gave me a number of skills, perspectives and opportunities that continue to this day. And I'm very proud that uh, for almost 20 years, I've had an association with Queen's University. It'll be 20 years in September uh, since I started uh, my law degree at Queen's. So I graduated in 2004 uh, with my uh, law degree, had a fantastic three years at Queen's, made a lot of friends who uh, are still very much friends today. Um, um, and I, I suppose it ignited my passion and interest in, in law and the rule of law. Uh, I was very fortunate through my times at Queen's to be involved in a number of summits and conferences, but also um, to go and study at the European Public Law Group Academy in Sunion in Greece um, in 2004, which was a really fantastic opportunity. And it was my first time, I suppose, with uh, young people from right across uh, Europe studying together, all the different languages, cultures coming together and, and, and united by European uh, Union law. So that, that was a, a very formative and, and special time. And in fact, a number of the things that I'm continue to be involved in tend to have that international perspective and, and lens. So after I had completed my law degree, I went on to study for my master's uh, in human rights law and was very fortunate that there was a, an opportunity to do a cross-border element. So I did the first half of my master's in Queen's and the second half of my master's at the National University of Ireland in Galway. Um, and again, that, that was a very special time and experience and a number of the friendships and, and relationships I enjoy to this day were, were because of that cross-border experience. Um, so I graduated from Queen's with my master's and I then um, went back to Queen's to study at the Institute of Professional Legal Studies um, where I was finally admitted as a solicitor in um, 2008. I was lucky that uh, I had a firm that um, I did my apprenticeship with John J. Rice and Company in Belfast, which was a criminal, uh, which is a criminal and human rights firm. And I worked there for almost 10 years and was 
uh, fortunate to be involved in many of the pioneering human rights cases um, of that time. I was dual qualified in that I was qualified both in Northern Ireland and also uh, in the Republic of Ireland. So I practiced uh, a lot in Belfast and Dublin. And during my time in practice, I was very involved in the profession, firstly through the Young Lawyers Association, the Northern Ireland Young Solicitors Association, um, which I ended up becoming chair of. And um, we had some fantastic conferences and events and a lot of fun uh, with, with that group. Um, I was then the first lawyer from Northern Ireland to be appointed to the board of the European Young Bar Association, which is a relationship that continues to this day. And in, I think it was 2010, we actually brought uh, the European Young Bar Association conference to Belfast. So it was fantastic to bring all these international lawyers to our city. I also developed very good links with the American Bar Association uh, as well. So that was a really, and again, going back to my time at Queen's, that original centre inspired that international. So I'm very proud and in getting involved locally, but also keeping an eye on that international perspective, which I think Queen's is great at doing. Um, I then was elected as one of the youngest lawyers ever to the uh, Law Society Council, which governs the solicitor profession also represents the profession which was a great privilege and I really enjoyed that and I suppose a combination of all those roles as well as being as I say very fortunate to be representing some leading human rights cases representing journalists politicians uh, and many others and uh, I suppose I became very interested in how law can affect change I was very passionate about making a difference and that's what attracted me into law the power of law to create change in a society and as I say I was very fortunate that the cases I got to work on were very much about driving that change but I suppose I became interested in how could I do even more so uh, in 2014 I was uh, awarded a scholarship by the United States State Department and I spent a few months I took a sabbatical and took a few months out to Boston College and, and then into Washington um, on their rule of law program, which really started to develop my thinking more around the skills and experiences and perspective I had and what I could do. And also, whilst my mission was very much about helping people and making a difference, trying to refine what I could do with that. And I became very interested then around maybe getting involved around politics and trying to create change to help complete our peace process and to, I suppose, realise the enormous ambition and potential of Northern Ireland. So I came back to, to uh, Belfast and I was very honoured to be appointed as the programme director at the Centre for Democracy and Peacebuilding. Um, and I worked there for a number of years and worked on some fantastic projects around uh, working with, for example, community organisations, youth groups, loyalist bands, um, it was it was a great privilege to be involved in their work in trying to help to complete the peace process and build capacity within both civic and political society. Uh, one of the amazing projects I got to work on with them was the EU Debate NI programme, which was uh, set up about nine months before the EU referendum. 
and the idea was to create a space for informed thinking and debate in Northern Ireland on the issues that the uh, what would become known as the Brexit referendum would have, particularly as it pertains to Northern Ireland. So I was involved uh, with the board in rolling out a very ambitious programme where we engage with community groups, youth organisations, religious organisations, every political party in Northern Ireland. And we really began a conversation. We weren't trying to uh, determine the outcome of the debate. We were trying to make sure that there was a debate. So we were neutral in that we weren't trying to tell people to leave or remain. We were just trying to present all of the arguments and create that space. And that was a very um, humbling experience. And uh, Queen's University Belfast were, were very involved in supporting that project. In fact, we actually launched uh, EU Debate NI at the Great Hall in Queen's and uh, academics from School of Politics, including Professor David Vinnemore, were involved in writing a briefing paper for us. So it, it was very important to us that it would be underpinned by that credible academic expertise, but also to have that support of uh, the reputation of Queen's and uh, um, in, in rolling out that, that programme. Um, so th that was a, a fantastic uh, opportunity for me and, and I absolutely love the role. Uh, and from there, then I decided to set up my own consultancy. And I suppose what, what brings together a number of the clients and projects that I work on is that wanting to realise the ambition of Northern Ireland. So I work with a number of leaders, all of whom maybe coming from very different backgrounds and, and sectors, but all of whom are very passionate about realising the enormous potential of Northern Ireland and um, uh, and trying to drive change here. And, and I suppose that's what unites the number of projects that I'm privileged to work on now. And as I mentioned, uh, I'm Governor and Trustee of the Irish Times uh, Media Group. Uh, so the Irish Times is owned by a trust and there are eight of us appointed to effectively act as the shareholders of the group. Um, so we're there to sort of look at the long-term vision and that's been particularly interesting, interesting in an age of post-truth and um, thinking about the, the lines around freedom of speech, etc. So, and a lot of that, of course, goes back to the, the learnings that I had when I studied both my law and master's degree around the issue of proportionality and competing rights. So it's putting those, those learnings very much into contemporary practice. Um, I've also been involved and again had huge support from Queen's University uh, in leading a bid to bring One Young World uh, to Belfast in 2023. So in 2017 I was asked to address the One Young World Youth Summit in Bogota, Colombia. Uh, One Young World is the world's largest youth summit. It brings over 3,000 young people from every country in the world uh, to a city each year and uh, it's one of the only organisations, aside from the Olympics, that actually gets every country in the world involved. And this is about identifying the future leaders, both within business, but also um, within NGO sector, just young people that are passionately driving change right across the world. So I was very fortunate to be invited to address their summit in Bogota and Colombia in 2017 and uh, was uh, introduced on stage by the then president of Colombia, President Santos, and the late Kofi Annan, the former Secretary General of the United Nations. 
And both of those men spoke about the impact that Northern Ireland had had on their journeys to peace. And this was a very humbling moment for me. And when I addressed the summit, I realized the power of our generation and the generation uh, watching this video to affect real change, not just within the place we all call home, but also uh, in terms of making an impact in the world. So I then began the process of building a team to put together a bid uh, to bring One Young World to Belfast uh, in 2023. And we were successful in that. So hopefully some of you watching this will be applying via Queen's to come as delegates to One Young World 2023 when it comes here in May of that year. Um, so that's that's been very, very exciting. So um, as I say, the common theme that, that began at Queen's University and which has continued through various things, I, 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 I sometimes feel I spend more time at Queen's now than, than, than when I was there full time um, because I've been very fortunate to address different conferences, being involved in different initiatives, whether it be the George uh, Mitchell Institute, um, whether it be the Clinton Leadership Institute, um, and there's just so much at Queen's that um, is, is, is there for you both when you're studying and as a graduate and then as you develop throughout your career. I've had the privilege a number of years ago, uh, Mr Justice Weir invited me back to be the honorary graduate uh, at the Institute of Professional Legal Studies and it's lovely to feel that as you go on your life journey you get to do that with Queen's University. And, you know, I, I, can't, I think so many of the projects I work on, I do a lot of work currently in the United States. And, you know, I know work over in Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. There's a great relationship there between um, LMU and Queen's University. There's, you know, I, I don't think there's a city in the States or a university in the States that I haven't visited where there is already an existing great relationship with Queen's. Um, so as I, I, I said uh, when I was the honorary graduate, I said, you know, for me, Queen's is that passport, not just for your career, but to accessing opportunities and a fantastic network right around the world. So, um, you know, I'm extremely proud of the many hats and roles and things I've been involved in being a graduate of Queen's University is really up there. And, and I look forward to continuing that role with with Queen's. Um, so I um, have been asked to just maybe share a few things in closing around my career and the, the, the challenges. Um, the challenges, uh, as I see it, um, when I was a lawyer and some of the, the projects I work on, particularly some of the civic uh, roles that I have, uh, and I think one of the challenges your generation is going to face is how we engage with the people we disagree with. So one of the challenges is always when you are very passionate about change or seeing something happen and you encounter the resistance to that. Um, I think that one of the big challenges that I challenge myself every day, uh, and I think that we have to all challenge it, is what can we do to engage with the people that we disagree with, how we uh, I've often said we don't have to agree, but being disagreeable is a choice. So we need to find more places and spaces in which we can find that ability to respectfully engage with each other and actually see that uh, compromise is an art. It's, it's, it's not a sellout. And I think this is something that I encourage your generation to really challenge. I think that the future will belong to those who can build relationships that can be constructive, that can respectfully disagree with each other, 
but can see the common good, can work together for the common good, can see the bigger picture. That is the challenge of your generation. It's the work, it's the big challenge of, of everything I'm involved in, but I'm confident that uh, through your time at Queen's and the experiences that the university offers, they will give you the tools to be able to, to navigate that. I don't feel that there's a, an average week for me. I think that's probably what I love most about my my work. In fact, I, I don't even feel like I have a job because uh, I'm very fortunate that everything I do, whether it be in my business life or in my civic life, they are projects and issues that I'm very passionate about. So I jump out of bed in the morning, passionate about making the change in the area that day, whether it be through being on the board of Shoutout, an LGBT youth organisation, whether that be uh, in promoting the, the role of small businesses through the five and a half thousand members that I have the privilege of being chair of the FSB uh, and, and speaking up on their behalf. Whatever I can do to, to advocate change, uh, to advance those who are trying to make a real impact, that, that's what, what sparks me on in the morning. Um, so, as I say, to, to, to conclude, um, I owe everything in all the opportunities that I've had um, to that original centre. Queen's gave me the, the toolkit, as it were, to allow me to start to create my own career. I have had the uh, very much the Robert Frost line of the path less travelled. Um, this the, my career started out in a very clear trajectory in practice, but um, my passions, interests, and opportunities took me outside of practice. Um, and I think that's one of the most exciting things about this generation, the the, the uh, graduates uh, of today, is that you really do have a blank canvas to create the kind of life and career that you want for yourself. And Queen's University, as I say, is the ideal place to give you that toolkit for you to be able to do that. Um, and it's, 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 for me, it's that life journey. It's, it's not just about um, getting that, that degree if it was it's really important that that you do um it's it's about the relationships that you'll build the skills that you'll have and they will sustain you for the the not just years but decades ahead and you know as i said it's 20 years this september since i started queens and i'm reminded of something my late grandfather said to me he said 20 years is a long time looking forward but nothing looking back and for the first time i can tell you it doesn't feel like two decades ago since i uh, entered queen's university um, but those two decades, I've had that original centre of Queen's, which has, as I say, been a constant thread throughout my career, both here in Northern Ireland and through the international experiences and opportunities I've had. So I wish you all the very best. I thank you, Queen's, for inviting me to be involved in GradFest and I look forward to being part of the Queen's family for many years and decades to come. Thanks very much. You have been listening to a podcast from the Careers, Employability and Skills team at Queen's. Music by Ben Sound. To access all GradFest-related resources, please visit our website go.qb.ac.uk slash gradfest2021 or follow at QB Careers on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.